Hello, everybody. This is the Common Sense American. And I have to say, right out of the gate, I'm feeling a little melancholy today. There has been a, a glut of information, obviously, in the past few weeks and months concerning everything from the 2020 election to COVID. And it almost seems as if these two worlds are colliding, the world of, of the epidemic and now the world of the, the election. And I, I think people are starting to get even tenser. I think stress is building. I think the pressure is building. Uh, after the George Floyd incident, I mean, you throw that in and you've sort of got like this three-headed beast that you almost get the feeling is going to swallow the country. And I, I recently, uh, I had a friend of mine whose uh, daughter is, is just started going to college. And she's also, you know, uh, trying to lose weight, as so many young people are. They're just in awful, awful condition. And, but she says, you know, it's, it's hard because she gets it every day and she just wants, just wants to cry. The state of the world is, is, is crushing down on her and all this. And, I, I, you know, it's a very common sentiment. And not just among young people. It's starting to affect a lot of people. Uh, in her case, I, I wanted to say something like, you know, what college takes up 15 hours a week, you don't work. Um, you know, her parents aren't asking her to work while she's in school. Um, and this, this is it. You can't even do that. I mean, the level of competence and motivation and determination and all of that has waned so far that I start to wonder what humanity has become. Um, the level of productivity has gone way, way down. I, I can't, and, and competence in general, I cannot walk into a store without seeing the damaging effects of de-evolution. Not only do I see horribly out of condition people everywhere I look, and I mean critically ill, uh, way overweight, floored in the face. You can always tell when they've got obvious heart problems, uh, and they don't seem to care. On top of which everybody dresses like a bum and a slob. Uh, we don't care about that anymore either. They take no pride in their health or appearance, take no responsibility for their own lives. Uh, and it's all, it's everybody. It's all sides of the aisle. Not understanding. Nobody seems to understand that your insurance doesn't mean anything. That just because you can get away with paying very little to take care of yourself, uh, that onus falls on the rest of society. The reason why all our premiums are through the roof is because we are a critically ill society. If everybody was generally healthy, our premiums wouldn't be as high because we wouldn't have to pay for each other. Insurance is paying for each other. I know everyone's like, oh, we don't want socialized medicine. Newsflash, you've already got it. We've had it. It's why we all have to pay through the nose for things that have no bearing on us at all. It's why we, it's part, part of our insurance structures for many of us, we're paying for things like pregnant women need, men are, uh, that we're paying for things that would never, ever, ever happen to us because we have no choice and because so many people just don't care. And on top of that, now you've got people who don't care about their, in any way, their growth and improvement, not only in their minds, in their bodies, but also in their minds. And you start to see this everywhere. And it, I've always been a very simple individual. I live simply. Um, I, I didn't even get my first credit card until this year. I And I'm going to be 42. And you know what? It's never really hindered me. Um, I, I pay my bills. I went to Europe. I went to Ireland for a month. Uh, last year, I still didn't need a credit card. I just used my debit card for everything. Um, and I've always been of the belief that uh, it's always been a broken and backward system. I, I can never understand why you're going to, the, the people who are the safest credit risks are the people who borrow the most. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, 
but whatever. I, I understand I have to play that game, I guess, if I wanted a higher credit score. Mine's not bad, but I guess it could be higher. And Whatever. I'm just, you know, you, there are certain points where you have to sort of fit into society. You can't be completely removed, and I understand that, and I don't want to be. Uh, but with all that this is, all that's been happening, don't you get the feeling that you sort of want to be a little more removed? And I, I do. I, I just re started rereading um, Walden again, and it's such a... I remember really liking it when I was in college. Everybody liked it when I was in college because it almost sends the message, ah, you don't really have to do anything. Just sit by the pond and think, you know, it, there's not, you don't really be productive. And later we learned, of course, uh, that many people supported him in his, in his endeavor. Uh, people like uh, Emerson, who basically paid for him to do this, um, allowed him to be on the land that he was on. I mean, he was squatting. And, you know, if he left to his own devices, he'd never really produce anything. He produced beautiful poetry in the form of prose and, and made some unbelievably great observations, however. Uh, and is, is, it, is, is the trade-off worth it? I mean, being mostly unproductive in terms of pushing society forward. He was very much against that. He, was, he always railed against, for example, the railroads. He didn't see any purpose for them. He didn't see any purpose for the post office. He didn't, there, were, there were a lot of things. I mean, he really believed that a man could be an island. Um, and society could actually benefit from that in a lot of ways. So in some ways, it's very uh, libertarian. It's very um, individualistic, which I appreciate and still do to this day. And I'm actually going to, um, I'm going to quote something here in a, a bit from it. But the point is, when you, you read this, you, you also get an idea, because of course, this was 170 years ago, he did this in 1845 to 1847, when he spent two years at Walden Pond. Um, you, you get an idea, not only how far we have fallen in terms of um, what we value, and what we what we actually need to survive on a daily basis and what we actually think on a daily basis, which is almost nothing. You know, we're so inundated with information, so inundated with endless reams of information from our devices every day that we don't take enough time for ourselves. We don't take enough time to reflect. Uh, and I'm sure there are probably many people in my audience who are not big in things like meditation and yoga and such things like that. I mean, you might be, but very commonly associated with, with the left. Um, and I, I would say that, you know, it doesn't have to be either one of those things. It doesn't have to be like guided meditation or, or, or uh, yoga with an instructor. I think we all just need to unplug and remove ourselves a little bit more and understand that life is about a lot more than what we're being told. And bear in mind that everything that we're seeing, everything that's being thrown at us, so much of it is designed to create a problem. So much of it is an illusion. I've made this point several times before that they're throwing a war at us. They want us to accept a war that isn't there. And by doing so, they're actually creating a war. They are creating two very specific sides that really weren't there before. They are manufacturing a war. And I really don't want any part of it. Um, you know, people will say, well, now's the time to fight. Now's the time to stand up. Now's the time to, you know, can't let these people get away with it. Um, but all that really leads to is screaming, each, screaming at each other in the street. And frankly, I, I don't want to contribute more to the degradation of society. I just ignore these people. I, 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 it's as if you would ignore rabid animals. There's Just get away from them. And in so doing, focus on yourself. Focus on bettering yourself and improving yourself. And eventually, hopefully, the uh, animals will simply self-destruct. They've been self-destructive, and they want everybody to be self-destructive. It won't take long for them to implode. The rest of us, in the meanwhile, 
can continue to improve and do better. And I think a lot of that, I mean, when we get up in the morning, so many people, their, their first instinct is to turn on a device and see what's been going on, right? Uh, and because the nature of the news is the way it is now, that immediately incites all kinds of emotions that we don't need to start the day. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to that premise of waking up in the morning and feeling good about yourself, feeling good about the day ahead of you. And it's, it's so hard to uh, get going and to have a good mindset if you get up in the morning and fill your head with just endless reams of negative information, especially today. And, and on top of which you, you throw the fear on top with the epidemic and everything like that. And it just gets, it gets horrifying. It gets so difficult to deal with. And, you know, in that, in that way, um, I think this is where we need to start redefining who we are and redefining the greatness of ourselves and not caring as much about what other people are doing or saying or thinking. And, you know, there's, there's so much to be said for just avoiding the news for a little while. This, this, is, a, this is an excerpt from, from Walden where he says, I'm sure that I've never read any memorable news in the newspaper. If we read of one man robbed or murdered or killed by accident or one house burned or one vessel wrecked or one steamboat blown up or one cow run over on the Western Railroad or one mad dog killed or one lot of grasshoppers in the winter, we never need read of another. One is enough. If you are acquainted with the principle, what do you care for a myriad instances and applications? To a philosopher, all news, as it is called, is gossip, and they who edit and read it are old women over their tea. Yet not a few are greedy after this gossip. There was such a rush, as I hear the other day, at one of the offices to learn the foreign news by the last arrival, that several large squares of plate glass belonging to the establishment were broken by the pressure. News which I seriously think a ready wit might write a 12 month or 12 years beforehand with sufficient accuracy, which means that it probably was predictable and it really wasn't that necessary to know. And when you read something, and the rest of it, he's, he's not making, he's, I, I think he's making the claim uh, that what good is this doing us? You know, we wake up and we say, okay, that's it. We need to know what's going on. And if we don't know what's going on, we're, we're, that's it. We're just, we, we, can't, we, we can't function. We feel like we're cut off. Well, that's sort of the point, isn't it? Uh, Thoreau went to the woods to be cut off. He did that on purpose. And I'm feeling the urge to do it myself. I think when you step outside a little bit, just walk outside the back door. Go for a walk. Sit under a tree. Do nothing. Get away from your devices. Leave the phone at home. I promise the world can survive without you for a little while. Don't check up on the news. Don't check up on your social media. Don't turn on the computer. Don't turn on the TV. Don't turn on any radio or Bluetooth devices. Don't do any of that. Go about your business. You have a garden, go in the garden. You have a pathway in the woods or something, go walk it. Don't even deal with people for a little while. Stay away from everything. Read. Do a crossword puzzle. I don't care. Do any sort of puzzle. Fuel your brain for a little bit. Start to reacquaint yourself with you. We are constantly defining ourselves through other people, and it's only getting worse. I have come across people who honestly, it's amazing. They're, they're around people plenty, and yet they have nothing 
of any interest to say. And I, I, I start to wonder it's because they don't have any interest in their own lives. They don't do anything of any interest. Everyone seems to get up every day and do the same things. They get up, they go to work, they eat, they watch TV, they go to bed. There's really not much else there. Every once in a while, they might take a trip somewhere and do the same touristy things that everybody else does. Uh, you know, maybe they do some stuff around the house. It, it's as if we just don't care anymore about the capability of mankind. What we could do. What we're capable of. What we really could do if we dig deep and hard enough. We just don't care, either because we know somebody else is going to do it, or we have way too many comforts. I have long since believed that, uh, and I believe, I'm sure Thoreau would agree with this, the more comforts you have, the less happy you do tend to be. And I'm not, I'm not going anti-capitalism you know, capitalism here. I'm not going uh, you know, anti-wealth. I, I, I am saying that stuff is never going to make you happy. That's always been true. I'm not big on stuff. It doesn't do anything for me. I don't really care. All of it basically ends up in an attic somewhere gathering dust. And there's just no point to it, really. It doesn't do anything. It's very temporary. Your feelings for such and such an object are basically temporary, unless there's a sentimental attachment. The stuff that we accumulate in our lives, combined with the humdrum workaday stuff that we do that we don't really even think about or really care about, is getting to us. It's bringing us down. It's, you know, there's there's just not enough mind working. There's no, nothing's going on up here. Uh, especially among the young people who apparently live through their screens, they can't talk to you at all. They can't even function. I mean, you. I'm thinking, you know, what, what today, who could we put out at Walden Pond in that little house of his and leave him there for two years? Who would even survive? Hell, who would survive for an hour? Humanity has changed so dramatically. They can't do anything. They can't even screw on a light bulb. They cry if you say the wrong word. This is not evolution. That's not where we are. And if we continue to think that we're progressing, when very clearly we are not, we're going to keep heading in the wrong direction. We, get, we keep getting confused. Simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. Now, Thoreau was not the first one to say that. That can be dated back to Confucius. Um, the, I, I don't misinterpret that statement. That does not mean, uh, well, we don't try, we don't strive, we're not going to succeed in our job, we're not going to make money, we're not going to um, have anything, we're going to live like a monk. Don't misinterpret that. Simplicity simply means simplifying your life to the point where you can appreciate what you have, that you and, and cutting out the extraneous that is only holding you back even when you don't really aren't even aware of it. And, uh, you know, you very often your philosophers will always uh, very often make the claim, you know, the, the, the man with the more stuff. Say they come across two men on the road and one has a giant bundle that he's trying to lug behind him. It's all the stuff that he owns. He doesn't have anything else, but this is all he's got. Huge bundle of stuff. And he's lugging it behind him. He's, he's tired and he's sweating and he can't go much farther. And the other guy has just sort of like a bedroll on his back and not much else. He's just sort of strolling along. And he goes right by him. He just blows on by the guy who's dragging his stuff. And yes, it's a, it's an allegory. It's it's a symbol. It's that we can easily be dragged down and pinned in almost into one place. It just tires us out by constantly thinking that we have to have so many things. We have to be in a certain you know position. And if we're not, that life is going to be terrible. When in reality, uh, 
tying yourself to so many things is a bad idea. When you simplify, you simplify your life. And one of the things we need to simplify now more than ever is simplify how much information is coming into our brains. Simplify it. Uh, when you start to realize, we all can agree that so much of what the media is showing us is a lie, right? That so much of it is an illusion. You all agree with me, most of you, that they are trying to manufacture a war out of something that was not there, hostility that wasn't there, that they cooked up over the past few years, that they manufactured, right? Well, if that's the case and you agree with it, why get involved? It's an illusion. Why stress about an illusion? You know it's a lie. I know if I go down to the local store or something, I'm not going to come across a race riot. I know that when I go down to the beach, it's not going to say, no black people allowed. I know that we don't live in 1939. I'm well aware of it, and so is everybody else. And I think if we start to understand that and say, well, this is reality. This is the reality in which I live. Most of us live. I understand some of us... They probably live near some of these insane autonomous zones in Seattle and Portland and Chicago where a lot of bad things are happening and a lot of innocent citizens are being affected. And I understand that. If that's the case, then you got to get the hell out as far as I'm concerned. And I, it's, it, or you got to fight back if there's no way to get out. I understand that. For the rest of us, it's important to prove that that is an illusion. If you don't, you are only playing into their hand. To prove that it is an illusion, stay away from it. They can only foster so much hostility and meanness and uh, violence. If, if you don't give in to that, they can't create anything. You're playing into their hand if you ante up the violence and you start arming up with guns. That's just playing into their hand. You defeat them by being better than them. You defeat them by being morally, intellectually, physically superior. All of these things, the things that we can increase in our body every day, and big on self-improvement, I always have been, we desperately need to be more in America right now because what I'm seeing around me is not humans. It's bordering on cattle, and not just because of the way they look, but because they have absolutely nothing going on in the brain. So these people read ever? What's the last book they read? And I'm sorry, but the people who don't read at all are not any worse off than the people who the only thing they ever read is the Bible. I don't want to paint stereotypes here, but... If you believe in God, then you should believe that God gave us brains to use and to deduce and, and to use and as, as a cognitive form of thinking and to sim not just say, okay, well, this has got to happen because God said so. I, I, don't, I don't believe in any deity that would do that. That's pointless. Then we're all just marionettes and puppets and that, what, what good is that? And we clearly are not. If you have a faith, great. Stick to it. I'm all for it. All right. But use your brain as well. Improve yourself. Improve yourself for the good of other people. Right. The idea of giving other people things doesn't amount to anything. Even Thoreau, who was admittedly poor and, you know, he didn't really even care, but he would say giving things to the poor isn't doing anything. He says, he says look, if, if I picture man as a tree and he and it blossoms and blooms, I'd rather have him blossom and bloom and I can inhale his fragrance and in, in other words, his success and, and be, feel better about life in general. And maybe it will drive me to be better about myself as well. Taking a little piece of fruit from the tree doesn't do me much good. It does me good for about 19 seconds. It doesn't do me any good beyond that. It doesn't do him any good. All it does is pass things around until eventually there's nothing left, which is, of course, what socialism is. But anyway, I don't want to get into that too much. My point is that we need to focus more on ourselves. And if we can get away a little bit more 
from what is going on in the world and understand that so much of it is a lie, so much of it is illusion, and if we play into it, we're only going to make things worse. Stay away from it for a while. Um, and again, focus on yourself. Realize what is out there in the world to see and do. If you haven't tried something new, go try it. If you've been planning on doing something that you've always wanted to do but never gotten around to it, do it. I know work and life can get in the way. I'm well aware. But consider how much of that on your daily basis. You say, oh, I've got so much to do, I can barely fit it in. If you really break down what absolutely needs to be done on that day, you may find that you're going through a lot of motions that are completely unnecessary and you're only doing it because basically you've been told that they're necessary. And nothing bad will happen if you don't do them. And I'm not saying don't work. I'm not saying don't work hard. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is that there is always time and there should always be time for you to commit to some form of self-improvement. And that will also include getting away from things. You know, I think if you do that, even for a little while, you might be surprised at what comes into your head, what just starts to bloom in your head in terms of ideas and thoughts. Rather than parroting back what you see and hear in the news, rather than going into onto your social media, it's, which is just one giant echo chamber, all you do is follow people who agree with you. That's what most of people do, let's face it. That's not amping us up. That's not getting our minds working in the slightest. We need to do more. We need to do a lot more. Our ancestors, just in terms of what they produced, in terms of both productivity and uh, infrastructure and what's going on in their minds and great works of art and literature and music, which of course we don't have anymore. Not on that level. Oh, no, we don't. We've got people today, adults, who couldn't read books designed for teenagers 100 years ago. That's not evolution. We've gone from, over the years, from Beethoven to, you know, Kanye West. This is not evolution. This is de-evolution. What we're seeing now, the death of libraries, the death of anything that requires any sort of intellectual capacity, and we actually think that it doesn't matter. Our screens are not a viable substitute for, the, for our intelligence. They're not. I know we think they are. I know that we think that we can just run to Google and they'll tell us what we want to know. Interesting that nobody seems to do that, that they only use it as for social media and porn. We have all this great information at the tips of our fingers, and I'm around the people who are the dumbest humans that have ever walked the earth. They know nothing. They don't care that they know nothing. They're hostile. They do nothing. They have no original ideas. They don't want to try anything new. And when you talk to them, you get, they get this glazed look in their eye. I see so many people slumping about with no respect for themselves, no respect for how they look or how they feel or, or the, the face and, and body and mind that they present to other people, they don't care anymore. They just don't. And yeah, you need to care. I'm tired of looking at this. I'm tired of being around it. I'm tired of people who honestly look like they have so little brain capacity, I'm surprised they can clip their own nails. I don't understand how we've fallen this far, this fast. Yeah, I blame a lot of it on Democrats, it's true. But let's face it, there's people on both sides of the aisle that are falling prey to this. And that's really my, my spiel for today. Uh, yes, I did get a little more intellectual than usual. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't, you know, a lot of times I will go after a certain uh, event or go after Democrats in a specific way. But I think this needed to be said, again, because I'm, I personally am trying to uh, distance myself from this. And I, I at least... In, to, to the point where I can feel a little more normal and feel like I can work on myself, again, which is far more important than I think people understand. Um, so that's, that's it. I hope people take it to heart. 
uh, please understand that I want only the best for people. And if, if that's going to happen, then you have to give the best. You have to give your best every day. You wake up in the morning, you give your best. I, I don't understand where that mentality went, um, but it needs to come back. And once again, I thank you for your time and attention. And um, always feel free to subscribe. It's always free. I don't have any ads. I don't do explicit content. Uh, just one short show a week. Share with your friends. You know, Google Play, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Alexa, whatever. Um, and uh, that's it for now. And I will see you again next week. Thank you.